Well, welcome to the third part of our roundtable discussion on the Holy Spirit. Uh, the first video was focused on who is the Holy Spirit. Um, then the second video, we looked at the role of the Holy Spirit. And then in this last video, we pulled together the questions that focused on this idea of living with the Holy Spirit. Well, um, so we're going to be talking through some of these questions around the Holy Spirit um, and this idea of living with it, getting down to the practical day-to-day -day and how the Holy Spirit is relevant to us. I'll lead off with a question that um, I think picked up on the verse that we read in Acts where it says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. So the question that was sent through was, what power do we actually have in the Holy Spirit and through the Holy Spirit? And what is the purpose of that power? So... Shabu, do you want to lead us off on that first question? <laughs> yeah, um, I guess the whole idea of power, I think it really kind of made me think maybe we've got a misunderstanding to some extent. Mm. Uh, maybe our sense is that the Holy Spirit, he, yeah, he does empower us. I think we need to step back and go, what's the purpose of that empowerment? Um, Jesus' focus was that his role, the Holy Spirit's role is actually to point people ultimately to the Son. So... Mm. Um, empowerment, all of that empowerment is actually to help us to become either more like Jesus or point people to Jesus. That's the kind of summary. Mm -hmm. But in relation to that, I think, you know, I would encourage you know, everyone to spend some time reading, for example, Romans 8, really unpacks for us the depths of what it means to be under the new covenant. Um, you know, just a couple of things I want to pick up is that, um, so there's the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ. So that's powerful from sin, you know, that he's empowering us to fight sin, he's, he's convicting us, uh, he's producing fruit in us um, that represents Jesus in us. Um, so that's really powerful stuff, I think. Um, and then I think the other thing is, yeah, there is in the sense of the power of um, the gifts that he has given. Um, and those gifts are in, for empowerment for us to not bring glory to ourselves, but to Jesus and to further, the, to, you know, to build his church. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I often think about that um that passage in the Old Testament of the Valley of Dry Bones and you know they, they slowly stand up but then there's no power, there's mm. no there's nothing that gives mm. them life. And I think I often think about the power like that. If we didn't have the spirit we, we can't bring anything that actually is worthy to God. We actually can't give good works to God. Um you know, the Old Testament talks about good works being like filthy rags, and yet the New Testament talks about how we have works that have been prepared beforehand by God to walk in, and, mm -hmm. and that we can only do that because the Spirit has given us power to you know, produce the fruits of the Spirit, to, mm -hmm. to walk in love, to uh, put to death what is earthly in us, as Colossians talks about. So those kind of things, um, I think that's what that comes to my mind in terms mm -hmm. of power. Yeah. yeah. I think I mean it's good probably to reflect on that that context of that verse in Acts two. It says you will receive. It's not just you'll receive power full stop. It's mm. you'll receive power, and you will be my witnesses. Mm. There was a purpose to the power yeah. um, that good. they would be witnesses of what Jesus did in His resurrection, and that we have new life through Him and a gospel to share. Mm. And then through Acts, that that power gets manifested in miraculous ways. Mm. I mean the. The lame are healed, um, yeah. the sick are healed, mm. um, sorcerers are made blind. Like there's incredible power that is expressed through that. But in all of those events, again, the purpose is still the witness of Jesus Christ. Um, mm. you know, even those physical healings, you have it's highlighting for people um, a spiritual truth that they now have healing through what Christ has done, mm. um, that they now have new life through what Christ has done. So that mm. even the miraculous power that 
the early church had in the book of Acts was still with that underlying purpose of being witnesses of, of Jesus Christ. So I guess I really grounded in that. And so we do, we have a power through the Holy Spirit. And the purpose is like that we share Jesus and that we are witnesses of him and, and we partner with that work of God's building of his church. Yeah. Um, Galatians 5, 6, there were some, a couple of really good questions around um, that concept of walking by the Spirit. Mm. I think this is where we start to get really practical too. It's not just something the Holy Spirit does. This is where we start to get a bit relational. Yeah. So in Galatians 5, 16, it tells us to, to walk by the Spirit or keep in step with the Spirit. Um, the question was essentially, how do we practically do that and allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in amongst all the craziness of day-to-day life? How do we practically keep in step with the Spirit? I was thinking through this one uh, in terms of what Romans 8 says. It's mm-hmm. all about life in the Spirit and, and what that means. And obviously there's a lot of different ways that this could be spoken about practically. We can't touch on them all. But I think um, a couple that were particularly relevant for me that came out of that Romans 8 passage was it talks about uh, those who live by the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit and then those who live by the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. And and in terms of Romans, what was that? Well, he's just spent eight chapters talking about all the wonderful and amazing truths of the gospel and, and the, um, the new covenant that we have under Christ. And so I think, I think part of living by the Spirit is actually setting our minds on the new spiritual reality that mm. we have all the blessings of Christ Jesus given to us in him, that we have been forgiven on our, of our sins and, and that we no longer have a law to live up to, have been set free from condemnation. And, mm. and these wonderful truths, um, setting our minds on those things as we go about our day-to-day activities is one big, big part of um, yeah. that. And, and then the other thing for me was just actually actively depending upon the Spirit I think that's something we very easily default, I think, back into depending on our flesh. Um, mm. And actually just even at the beginning of a day or even in moments throughout the day, actively going, I can't actually do anything without the Spirit's work in me. Um, it's, it's, it, it's not good enough um, without the Spirit giving life to that. And so I think just reminding myself to be dependent um, in those moments. So that's two, two small parts of what it could be to walk practically in, mm. in that. Yeah. And the other thing is to serve. Yeah. So uh, practical outworking of walking in the Spirit is he's empowered every believer with gifts mm-hmm. and he wants us to use those gifts to, to point people to Jesus, to, to build the church. Um, uh, and so serve. So that's one way to actually walk yeah. in the Spirit. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I mean, the question touches on that point, doesn't it, that the day-to-day is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be hard to... Um, engage in that personal walk in the spirit Um, and I suppose that was a challenge to me reflecting on that question around how much I carve out time in amongst the craziness because it won't just happen in the middle of the craziness you've kind of got to set aside that time to commune with the spirit and some of the other videos we talked about that personification of the spirit and the relational aspect of it and I was challenged about you know the intentionality I have around communing with the Holy Spirit to keep in step with it because you can't keep in step with something you're not communing with um, mm. and you know how can I build that into my daily rhythm mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean there was a follow-up question that I, I want to acknowledge with that as well is, is what do we do if we pray for guidance on this issue but we still don't know mm-hmm. it's probably good to acknowledge that that question the struggle with this area mm. um, and if you guys have any thoughts on that 
Yeah, I mean, the thing is that um, the Holy Spirit, he may, uh, I think sometimes what we fall in the trap of is thinking um, that we just so, we get stuck and we think, okay, I can't do anything till he reveals to me or, um, or he's revealed this to me, so I'll go and do it and then find out, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that, um, whatever it might be. Um, I think what we need to step back and go is remember his role as the counsellor, the comforter, the one who convicts us of sin. There may be specific things he's leading you towards, but understand it's not independent of uh, mm. the father and son mm. and their purpose in your life. So mm. uh, it might mean that you're stuck. Maybe the right thing to do is keep praying. Uh, then there are others. This is why the whole thing about the Holy Spirit, his role, spiritual gifts, um, the work uh, of the, being filled with the Spirit, mm. it's never written to an independent person necessarily. So it's always to a New Testament church, a community of believers. Mm. Uh, so part of that might be talking to someone who's filled with the Spirit, who's a Christian, who mm. loves Jesus to ask questions. Mm. Um, it will help you. Yeah. 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 I think I'm often reminded too, like it, it feels rare that you have that time with God, whether it's quiet time or it's time of worship or prayer, whatever it looks like. And um, it's necessarily a life-changing moment, mm. um, but often you can find you go through a journey of manage to set out those, set aside those times regularly through the course of the year, and then and then you look back, and you go, actually, you know, the Holy Spirit was leading me through those those seasons or moments, even though I may not have recognised at the time. But sometimes it's just that that going at it, even when it's hard and praying yourself through it, um, you know, you can look back in hindsight and see how God was present in those seasons, even when at the time it may not have felt it. Yeah. yeah. Um, one final question to finish up this, um, this discussion on the Holy Spirit was how, I guess, in practical terms, I think is underlying this, how does the Holy Spirit affect behaviour change in Christians? Maybe... Cam, can I actually throw that over to you? How does the Holy Spirit affect behaviour change in Christians? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, again, another massive topic. Um, but I think one thing for me, and I guess I can only speak personally in some senses with this question, is um, I think part of it is understanding, like we, we read about the fruits of the Spirit uh, in Galatians, um, you know, love, peace, patience, all those, all those things. But how do they actually, how are they actually produced in us? Um, and I think one of the things that I... Uh, whenever, whenever Paul, well, not whenever, but often when Paul talks about the Spirit, he talks about the Spirit in relation to Apostle Paul. Yeah, Paul. sorry, not this Paul, yeah. Apostle Paul. Um, he talks about the Spirit in relation to the law and and how we have a new way of thinking now. Um, our relationship to the law has changed, and I'm the type of person who really likes to impose laws upon myself um, to to try to achieve a standard. If I don't achieve that standard, I feel guilty about that. I don't spend enough time with God and. And I realize that I'm feeling guilty and I'm imposing this law upon myself, whereas the Spirit has set me free. The law is fulfilled in Christ. And, mm. and so I think a really practical way for me is actually rather than letting sin and those failures draw me into despair, to come out of that by the help of the Spirit mm. um, into, into joy because He's actually um, completed the work. Um, I don't actually have to strive for that anymore. So. Mm. I think that's one of the ways I see how it changes my behavior, my response to difficulties, to sin, um, and actually depending upon the Spirit in that. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm wondering as well, as I kind of think about that question, so in practical terms, 
Um, so now, as, as a believer, um, there's a few things going on. I love the language. I think it's kind of countercultural in our Western context. But I love the language of the New Testament often is about fruit of the Spirit. Um, talking about the vine, talking about... It's all gardening terms. It takes time, <laughs> you know, and um, because we are in a sort of fast food kind of culture now, uh, we need to remember the Spirit's work is to make us more like Jesus. And using theological terms of sanctification, regeneration, that kind of stuff, is the Spirit, the practical stuff that's coming is He begins in a work in us uh, to make us more like Jesus. So hopefully um, how we view things um, like sin over time will change. Things that were besetting sins will change because the Spirit's at work. Um, uh, those moments where he starts now changing our hearts to get, to align our hearts with the things that matter to God. Mm. Um, so the things that they'll stir, there's, there's that going on and there's the fruit. Like love, joy, peace. Hopefully there mm. is fruit growing. Um, mm. That's another practical mm. thing. And then the empowerment. Like to use the gifts that God's given you. Mm. So I think that's practical stuff. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it, I think one of the ways that I know if the Spirit's at work in my life practically, do I repent well? Mm. So if I drop the ball, if I sin uh, against God, if I sin against anyone else, am I willing to apologize? Not for trying to sort it out, but actually because it's grieved the Father's heart, it's grieved God's heart. And because of that, I want to repent because mm. the Spirit's convicted me. Mm. So those are a couple of things. I think one thing of come to appreciate a little bit more too is how um, God is going to be at, for those that um, commit their heart to Christ, God is going to be at work affecting change um, that's just what he does and often it's we can put that on ourselves in terms of I need to pray more, I need to read the Bible more I need a better quiet time, I need to do all these things so that the Holy Spirit can go to work but the Holy Spirit is going to go to work um, and often our circumstances that God can place us in can affect real change mm. in our hearts. Mm. Um, you know, we can go through really tough times and we can go through experiences which are really formative and, and shape our, our spiritual walk, um, you know, whether it's the health of loved ones, you can, you can lose people which are a really strong witness to you. Mm. Um, people can go through all sorts of real challenges and it's amazing how God can use those circumstances to change mm. and shape you as a person. You know, separate from just am I doing a quiet time or reading or doing yeah. my spiritual disciplines? You know, mm -hmm. God, and I think we can have encouragement from that. Is that you know, your your, your life is given as a gift from God, and and, and God is going to use, is going to be at work, um, whether yeah. you recognise it or not. You know? I think on that, like in those seasons, the growth is often you can't see it while it's happening. Um, mm. In the season, might be difficult, and that's why I think like passages like the Corinthians one talking about beholding the glory of God. Um, and, and, and while we do that, he's transforming us. It's not always that we have to recognize the growth. It's just as we go in our Christian lives, as we look at Christ, as we see him, mm. he grows us because that's what he does. The Holy Spirit's in us. And so I think sometimes we get bogged down by always looking for the growth and how am I doing? And well, I find that hard. I, I never see the growth, but it happens uh, as I look at Christ and the Spirit works within me. Mm. Mm. Great. Well, thank you for the questions that have been sent through. Um, thank you for you guys for your time and answers. Hopefully it's been constructive um, and help you to unpack some thoughts to contemplate on and continue this dialogue with the Holy Spirit. I encourage you plug into a small group if you're not on uh, already. Because it's great to have those smaller forums where you can wrestle with some of my, uh, these ideas around 
who the Holy Spirit is, what he does, and, and how we live with the Holy Spirit. Um, if you've listened to these, um, this discussion that we've just been having and you've still got other questions that you would have liked to have asked, please send them through to us. Um, you'll find our details on the website at www.cgcc.org.au. There's email addresses there. Um, you can connect up, um, obviously, with us through the office as well. Um, so if you've got questions which um, have been answered or you've got follow-up questions that have been generated from the discussion, we would definitely encourage you to, um, to send them in. Um, but otherwise, bless you. And um, you know, it's been great to have a bit of a discussion around what the Holy Spirit is and how it's relevant. Yeah.